everyone, welcome back to the Real Life Murder Mystery Podcast, episode number six already. I want to share a few rules for a better understanding of Onision, and I don't think I'm off if I call him the most dangerous psychopath in the world right now. The first thing to know is that he talks about everything. Really, everything is somehow reflected in his videos that might change going forward, but not for the past. And then because he has this plethora of uh, fake channels and of owned channels, and by owned I mean different uh, variations of him directly owning the channels or owning the people or stalking the people with his electronic weapons, so in one way or the other has access to these channels, it is pretty much impossible, even though he deleted a ton of videos, you'll still be able to find a lot of them, whether it's through archive.org or some other channels or website. And everything really is reflected. He might change a detail, or if he talks about a cat, it might be a dog in his fairy tale, but he references everything. The second thing is that, and that is really special about him, he is also the most underrated criminal in the world in my mind. And even people who think, oh yeah, I know how dangerous he is and how clever he is, don't really get that this man is a genius. He's a criminal genius. And what is very special about him is he has no ego like that. He really doesn't care what you think about him or if he presents himself as the last idiot in the world, see the whole genius behind what he's doing. If you understand how long-winded and multifaceted his plans are, how close the circles he's forming are, and that makes it a little more difficult, I guess, to predict what he's going to do and to understand uh, what he's doing. Then circles is a good uh, keyword because he's also a master of multipurpose, for instance, and then add the criminal energy and the complete lack of moral and ethics. So, for instance, let's say he would have uh, Snapchat. Then he would add some security flaws or privacy concerns, he would sell Snapchat. He would then uh, create a knockoff, for instance, let's say Signal. So he makes a similar app. Then he, over three corners, spreads information on security flaws or privacy concerns, and he gets a part of the former audience back. That is how he sweetens a deal. And the same applies to, for instance, he owns several niches on YouTube pretty much completely. For instance, the call center, Indian call center, scam beta. Now, he does have a lot of legit call centers where he offers service to companies. At the same time, he can collect data. And then he also runs the scams like the Microsoft support scam, etc. He gets more data. Then the next step is on YouTube. He has several scam beta chan channels. And in my mind, he nearly owns this niche. And that's another layer of uh, monetizing this. And there 
and that is the next rule, he shows low-key to the public what he can do professionally. It's the scam betas they would show an example how they use virtual machine and he in my mind also owns software in that area. That would be the next step of the circle that he also offers services from voice over IP services uh, via hosting servers, really all sorts of things. And he also doesn't promote other people's products. So you can assume pretty much everything you see in videos on channels or niches he owns is going to be his stuff. Then, um, yeah, that's where I interrupted myself. The scam betas would show how they hack, how they hack the cameras of the alleged scammers. Or they would show how they put a password on the hard disk or the uh, BIOS level, is it the BIOS level, in any way where someone cannot access their computer anymore, or they show hacked remote software, how they do it, that invisible to you, someone gains access over your machine. And again, he shows this low level, but he can do all of this professionally. One of them, Kit Boga, also shows that he uses a fake bank. And it looks pretty good for being just, you know, a YouTube channel. And he just think he can do all of this 1000 times better. That applies to voice changers. That applies to, he might show on his uh, channel a deep fake that's where you can clearly see it's a fake. It has all of these cuts where it looks like it's moving strange and all of these things. But he can also do perfect deep fakes. What else? So it's a multi-purpose. It's a no ego. It's a he talks about everything. Then, you know, we often say that someone is a psycho, but I believe that he really is a psychopath. It's that he has, that makes it to me, maybe not to a profiler or to a psychiatrist, it makes him unpredictable for me. For instance, let's just say he wanted to talk to me as a fake police person, as a female police person, and he can do that. Already in 2004, 2010, he can do perfect fake voices, and he can also do your voice. He just needs the smallest snippet of your voice, and he can go from there. So, to get to talk to me as a fake police person, what he did is... My ex-ex-boyfriend in Germany received a police complaint about a theft. That never happened, by the way, but he still had to go to the real police in Dreieich. And he contacted me. He also had to pay a fine. And again, it was made up. And then he contacted me and said that the uh, police person wanted to speak to me. And I said, because I had just fled Germany to get away from the stalking, where also a police person was involved and the FBI investigated for some time. Uh, they found a lot of crimes. They just couldn't link it to someone. And the police person suggested this might be someone from organized crime. Just because of the sophistication of the tools and technology. So at first I didn't want to call them. But just because it is about my ex-ex-boyfriend and I felt terrible enough that he ever had to go to the police. Then I spoke with her and it was a fake call. And the only point of this call was obviously 
to tell me that my ex, so the XCI, not my XX, the XCI, is married and that my stalker must have much more money than him. So this would be his way over harming my ex-ex boyfriend and not caring that this is gonna be in his file. He had to pay, it, it's not much money, it's just about that he had to pay money at all for something that never happened via either I believe it must have been a corrupt police person because my ex was there in person and it has a file and it has a case number and everything to then creating a fake voice to talk to me, to share with me that my stalker must be much richer because I was under the impression that it was the XCI. So that it was, you know, in my world, stalking doesn't make sense. But stalking a person you don't even know makes even less sense. But this is why it is really hard to predict his behavior, because he would really go 12 illogical seeming circles to get where he wants to get. And his, yeah, then the next rule is that he is a very vengeful person. Also, everyone he ever hired to harm me, he already dug their grave. And I'm not even sure that I could say not literally. He goes after everyone he hires to harm me. And at the time, well, you will never potentially hear his voice or know that you're in contact with him. He just has so many fake identities and a lot of them are even male. But he also uses uh, fake female identities. Some are really funny. For instance, uh, Christine, is it Christine Watson? That would be a person who has like, I don't know, 40, 50 court cases about bounce checks to Shirley Trudeau. Well, he has really a lot of fake identities, so you wouldn't even know that you're in contact with him. But at the point you are, it's I'm not sure you can win. I think if you partner with him, you're in an even worse position than if, if you don't. But... Um, so far, I also couldn't uh, locate any person who has met him in real life and is still alive. Um, that would be the most important rules I can think of. His revenge plans are long-winded, difficult to predict because they go over so many corners, so illogical, so mean, so inconsiderate about how many innocent people might uh, also be harmed along the way. And this would be my best advice for understanding Onision. So I think that was a pretty short episode, but I hope it helps you if you are in touch with him, if you're trying to get to him. I should make an extra episode about what I can think of, how it would be possible to find him, because at this time, in my mind, he is still in Milwaukee. He wanted to marry me in 2020 in April of 2020 that was nearly deadly for me at the end of the day and I think that he hasn't left Milwaukee ever since. He might be the most dangerous person in the world but not in person. Oh that is a rule I forgot I should also mention that every forget everything you believe to know about him or that you're seeing on YouTube. He hates confrontation is absolutely not good with direct confrontation. He doesn't argue with anyone. All of the 
fights you see on YouTube are scripted. They are under his control. He gets easy, he scares easily. The only way he can do all of these bad things, and he's a mass murderer, but he does it in ways where he can, that's, that's another rule. He can fool himself to the fullest degree. So to him, it's, well, I'm not killing people. So he can't kill, kill. Like, like he doesn't go up to you and shoot you in the head. He uses other people. Or he uses your fear and your ability to self-destruct. So in his mind, he didn't kill you. If you commit suicide, there's also a video on uh, YouTube. If you search for Onision depression, that maybe explains better what I'm talking about. You see his eyes. There's no emotion in his eyes. And he says, depression, I have it, blah, blah, blah. And then... Completely relaxed, he holds a fake paper in the camera where apparently he wants to make us believe that a doctor said that he has depression. And he talks about people who commit suicide and like matter-of-factly and totally un, un, unbothered. Oh yeah, well, but then if people commit suicide, it's, they haven't killed themselves. Depression has killed them. So even though he's the scariest person in the world, he is not so in person. He has nerd tech. He works 99% with psychoterror. And then, yes, he also uses other people to get to people. And they might be dangerous, but to get them to do his will, he often has to use impersonation or someone else's clout. For instance, I mentioned that in the last episode, he's trying to blame my XCI for this whole worldwide gang stalking horror when it is really him. And I feel really offended if anyone would seriously believe that I would date a monster like that. So I really think that he is not as dangerous in person as, as people seem to believe. And he can also not be as hard uh, to find. My guess would be. Okay, but that would be for the next episode or for one of the next episodes, how to find him. This is just a few rules, how to uh, better not understand him, but how to um, maybe be better able to read him. There are a few things where you can find a lot of the crimes uh, he commits yourself and you don't need me as a truffle piggy. For instance, this uh, what I was just saying about uh, confrontational and that he isn't confrontational. He has a lot to hide, so he cannot risk people talking back or people going after him, people talking about him outside of his control. He does not have detractors. What he has is, and that's very dangerous to tap into them, what he has is honeypots. So he would post docs about himself most famously he has this fake profile anonymous gene i was in contact with them too and they would make websites where they pretend to docs personal information but if you use any of the phone numbers go after any of the people which he calls for like um this anonymous gene made a website where he explicitly calls for group punishment of Onision. To help Onision, I already sent this uh, website to the FBI. But these are honeypots. And that's the explanation why none of these detractors ever talk about real things. 
They talk about his made-up relationships, but they don't mention with one word any of the, you know, super long line of people who went missing in his um, environment. I think, for instance, missing are his first wife, his second wife, his wetland um, trial. This was a fake trial in my mind. His uh, wetland trial's lawyer. Even one of their references is missing. Um, then everyone he ever had a, I think YouTubers call it collab. So everyone he ever partnered with from Adrienne. I don't know how to say the names correctly. I'm really not into that YouTube drama. Sia or Sire, Leafy, then Hannah Minx. And she, I think, was really hot on YouTube. Joy Sparkles. And I haven't looked into it uh, further, but pretty much everyone who either digitally or in real life was in contact with him appears to be missing. And point about uh, how you can also find crime is everyone who was reporting about fake trials is in some way involved. In the best case, they might just partner on ad fraud because this is ad fraud. If a group of people continuously talks about things that never happened, I don't really know if this is what advertisers expect for their dollars. So everyone who talks about fake trials, everyone who talks about relationships that he had without mentioning the, you know, like the hotter topics. So they don't realize that the self-accusations like on the Chris Hansen show where he portrays himself as a near pedophile, none of this ever happened. And in the episode uh, Looking for Onision's First Wife, you can also see that this is likely a person by a completely different name that also appears to be missing and uh, that he obviously also never was married to. Everyone who talks about him is involved. I would be obviously an exception <laughs> to this rule, but he doesn't have people who talk negatively about him. It's all his domain. It's all in his control. And people like these, uh, Repsion, Repsilla, mm, what are they all called? Jacqueline Glenn, Eugenia Cooney, uh, Edwin's Generation, H3, whatever, all of them are in one or the other way owned. Keemstar and everyone who talks negatively about him and doesn't uh, vanish. I'm I'm not sure about uh, this Blair White and Blair Black. A few things I'm not sure that they look so absolutely real. That's also something maybe I will look into a little further. But at this time, I'm not so interested in finding crimes and it's relatively easy to make the point that he really spammed YouTube completely with bots or with ad frauds. Also the whole, he owns several niches in my mind, whether it's this TCAP to catch a predator, large parts of this community, then where they eat so much, is it called mukbang, mm, then gamers. As I already said, Indian, this, this scam beta, 
and the whole drama YouTubers. If Onision talks about someone and don't get fooled by, oh, wow, but this is Madonna, this is not possible, or this is Kanye West. If Onision talks about someone, he owns them in one way or the other. It might just be that he stalks them. Same goes with uh, brands. If he talks about Tesla, there's a reason. If he talks about Kurt Cobain or keeps wearing Nirvana shirts, there's a reason. If someone is allowed to talk bad about him, it's either me or it is someone where it is under his control and pretty much his script. This is why nobody ever noticed that he wasn't married to these people, that all of these people are missing. It's like, how can you make documentaries about his life and you talk about all of his relationships and you forget the people who are missing. Hannah Minks was very popular. Why is nobody talking about the fact that she appears to be missing and so on? I too am not really great unscripted, so I hope that uh, there's some structure and some point and some sense to this. I will close this episode now. I have a few other things. I'm just, I still have to figure out how I can best do it. So somebody told me that my posts on my website are not, are only partially visible. So people would go to the site and they don't see the posts. But many of them are just not, they are just not good to turn into um, podcast episodes because they were just look up. So I'll have to figure out what I do about that. But I've been told that I should make uh, at least a short podcast out of everything I have posted so that it uh, gets visibility, not visibility, but so that people at least can see it if they want to. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. Music